Welcome to your home for sports coverage without the bias. This is Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. Kellen, how are you doing this week? We got episode 93. Yeah, 93, the Marcus Hunt episode, apparently. Yeah, it is. It's also the Peter Nedved episode. Um, played for the Penguins from 1996 to 1997. Um, some people forget that, but, you know. Probably a lot. Probably most people forget that. I didn't. Yeah, because you were alive during that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I li- I had to Google my ninety three beforehand. I had I had nothing there, nice. so that was tough. For the rest of the episodes, should be good here on out. That was the first time in a while I had to Google, but I'm, it was. I'm, we'll be I good. am proud of you. Thank for you. That. Uh, Josh, I mean, we could just kind of jump into it. I guess it's been a pretty slow week in sports really boring week um yeah but the blue bombers are still undefeated so really yeah let's go winnipeg right yeah yeah the blue bombers are an absolute wagon still undefeated and they they had a close call week one and they've kind of been rolling since huh they did they had a close call they they, they're getting the bounces you know what you know how they say like you got to be uh lucky to be good and good to be lucky like that's the blue bombers right now I don't know yeah. the quest. The quest for three is looking pretty, pretty good. Yeah, because I mean, what, what's what's our record right now? What, um, five and zero or something like that, I believe. Okay. How many um, CFL teams are there? Like eight. Oh, that's <laughs> that's less than I thought there would be. Man, that's. Uh, I mean, you better three p. Let you. me look. Let me look. Yeah, but it's it's crazy how long of a drought they were in, and then they're like they're they're wheeling now. Yeah, I mean we're we're the there's best nine. team in the CFL. There's nine teams. Nine. Okay, there's yeah, nine easy. teams. The Bombers are seven and zero. Oh. So what? Do all teams qualify for the playoffs? No, no, they don't actually. Um, I can't remember, but like one misses. But like, <laughs> no, I think imagine I being uh, the nine team. Imagine, no, being honestly, imagine being like the Browns of the CFL, so just like year in and year out, you're yeah. the only team missing the playoffs. It used to be the Bombers. They, they That was the Bombers for a while. They're Not kind anymore. of a wagon now. I mean, they've won seven in a row this year, 7-0. and oh. They're looking good. Um, there's not really another. Normally, there's kind of two teams that jump out. It's not this year. It's really just been the Bombers. At least they're not the Red Blacks. I mean, the auto auto. The Ottawa Red Blacks, they're That's 0 the mo- 6. That, that is the most racist name I've heard in my entire life. Get <laughs> out of here with that. I don't really know what a Red Black is, but um, Ottawa. I, and, I don't like it. I Whatever mean, imagine it imagine being Ottawa right now. they got two terrible teams. And, like. Hey, no, the, the Senators are kind of going for it. I mean, they're probably ooh. not going to be good, but. They, I mean, the last time they the tried Senators, to get better. Last time the Senators went for it, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And Chris Kunitz ended their franchise again. So they've done a really good job. Like, they go for it once every, like, ten years. So maybe. Who knows? It was, like, five years ago. Six. It was. So they're they're rolling. I mean, like, they went for it in 2006, seven, lost to the Ducks. I mean, not many teams can say that they've lost to the Anaheim Ducks. And That's true. <laughs> like, that is actually true. But the Senators did. So, uh, I don't know, fan base of the week, Ottawa? 
<laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, well, fan base of the week is another rip this week, but I, I got some NFL news. I, I would I love to discuss. I would love to hear your NFL news. Uh, I mean, it's it's just kind of the headlines that you're seeing with training camp starting. We got players not reporting. We got players reporting, but. My favorite headline of the day was uh, from Cowboys, of course. It's always from the Cowboys. Uh, yes. You know, Mike McCarthy was asked about him kind of looking like he might be on the hot seat there in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And he said it's a media-driven narrative. What, what are your thoughts on that, Josh, before I give my thoughts on it? um, No, it's not. You don't win anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. And who drives the media? The Cowboys? That's exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You want to know which owner in sports has more pull on the media than any other owner in sports? It's Jerry Jones. um, If the media is giving you that story, guess what? Jerry Jones is the one feeding him that story. Yes. So, It's a tough look, although I will say... I would. I mean, it is surprising he's on the hot seat after I think only two seasons in Dallas. After Jason Garrett should have been fired like five different times when he was in Dallas. I mean, McCarthy won a Super Bowl though, so he's got that going for him. And like, but not with the not with the Cowboys. No, does that matter? Yeah. Well, what does that matter to the Cowboys? That he's proven he can win against Richard Mendenhall. Hey, um. no, we don't have to bring <laughs> up him. He he got the Steelers to the Super Bowl that year. He he willed them with his. I mean, what, what would you rather have? What, what, Willie Parker. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Get yes. out of yes. here. Yes. Yes, I would. He, he, oh. he, give the ball to Willie Parker. No, that has that has no ring. Super give Willie. The, give the ball to Mendenhall. Oh. Oh, this just because it rhymes. Okay. That, that's just one man's opinion here. Yeah, I, I just I think it's funny, and also oh, like, I love with, the narratives with, with Mike McCarthy, he's the most lame duck head coach I've ever seen in my life because you have Sean Payton sitting out there like, yeah. waiting to coach football again, which he's, is so crazy. Like, I I just I don't understand. Like, I love that he retires, and um, sorry, I just saw a bizarre news headline pop up on my computer. I'm not even gonna get into it, but that one that one took me well, get, took me by in, surprise. Get into it when we do, when we do our questions, but, and you'll have a chance to edit it out. But wow, um, okay, and so sorry, Sean Payton situation in New Orleans was kind of going south on him. Instead of risking, you know, getting fired or something, he retires. So now the city of New Orleans is still gonna love him because he gave them everything from a Super Bowl to. A decently sized scandal um, and a year long hey, suspension. Probably, probably help was a big part of getting Drew Brees as well yeah. to New Orleans. And so now he retires, right? And the city of New Orleans is going to love him. They've moved on. So now if some team brings him out of retirement, he's not cheating on the Saints and it's not a messy divorce. So he can go and do whatever he wants. Um, and, and he's coached yeah, there huh? before, too. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm maybe giving him a call and being like, hey, even if it doesn't happen, like, before the season starts, uh, around week six, we might be calling you, so here's the playbook. Um, you know, oh, 
I'm like 90% sure this conversation has already happened. Like, hey, Sean, I know you're taking the year off, but we have a job ready for you when you're good to go again. Yeah, like just give us a call. Jerry Jones. I mean, I like he's getting shot. Everyone's kind of looking at him right now and being like, okay, let's let's see if Sean wants to come here. I mean, like, I think it's going to be one of the shortest retirements from a coach. I think he just doesn't know what to do. Well, I don't even um, think it was a retirement. I think he was just stepping away for a bit. Yeah, and so, I, I mean, I love it, like, but he's a guy that has experience taking a year off, too, so you don't really have to worry about the rust factor if he does have to take a year off and come back to coaching. But Mike McCarthy's going to have to find some more uh, melons or fruits to smash um, and really, like, what, what do you think he can smash to get the team fired up enough that he doesn't lose his job this year? I would say human sacrifice at this point is the only way to really? motivate. Yeah. So you're smashing and, one of the players. Whoever's underperforming. And, and you don't you don't think that's going to have any other repercussions and or anything like that? Because, like, the end goal by smashing something is to keep your job. Yeah. Has a, has a Dallas Cowboy murdering another person had repercussions in the past before? No. Okay. So you have your answer there. So, okay. <laughs> that was it. So aggressive. Didn't think I, I didn't think I'm, we were going to go that route, but okay. I'm, I'm coming out hot today. I, I got I, you saw the way I I opened up this phone call, Josh. Yeah, are um, you okay? Were you like up? Were, you have a tough week or something? Um, I had a really boring weekend. Was Chick Fil A like closed? I went to bed Saturday? at eight. I, I went to bed at eight thirty last night, so I'm pretty I'm pretty much going to be ready for bed after this call. I don't know. I'm not. Well, I, don't know I usually what I'm go to bed today. at eight. I usually go to bed at eight thirty. Um, you're psycho. I didn't this weekend because I was at a wedding. Um, so congratulations. Yeah, love is my fan base of the week. Yeah. So, it's, no, we got wait for crazy. that. We got wait for that. It's crazy. Well, I've already, uh, this is my second fan base of the week that I've already said this. Okay, episode. yeah. Well, I'm worried because I'm afraid you're gonna take mine that you because you're throwing them out willy nilly right now. <laughs> I don't use the phrase willy nilly willy nilly either. Come on, <laughs> is, is it that? It's, it's a sight quote. Oh, okay. Sorry, that that, yeah. that is on me. Um, yeah, I got one. I got another headline I want to discuss with you from the NFL. All right, is, if is this the one? Hopefully, it's the one that I wanted to discuss. Is it? Does it have to do with Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers? No. Okay, nope. Well, it's not. Um, oh, crap. Actually, I got I got several more here. Okay, but, good. Uh, the one from Matt Rule. Uh, he said he says that the QB battle this off season will be a fun ride, and I want to hear your thoughts on that once again before I give mine. <laughs> um <laughs> I just <laughs> a fun ride is not <laughs> what I a fun ride is what other defenses are gonna have with whoever I, you end up starting. Um, I was gonna say, like it's it is gonna be a fun ride for just about everyone but Panthers fans. Yeah, it's gonna be literally anyone that's not in that franchise. And again, does anyone know? what the health of Baker Mayfield actually is. That's what I feel like the story, How like if you're a quarterback who was a starter last year coming off of a shoulder surgery, albeit it's not the throwing shoulder, isn't the storyline usually the health and the recovery of the injured player? Well, like, well, no one's even talking about, no one's once, talking once again, about the, 
Once again, pick a quarterback. Sam Darnold had a separated <laughs> shoulder last year too. Like, the and I think it was his throwing shoulder. Are any of these guys healthy enough to, to even play? Even I mean, if they are, like, what what is it going to look like? like? What, what's I want to know what the health status is. I need to, as to be an informed sports analyst, I need to know what the health status is. That being said. Either one's going to throw so many interceptions this year. It's going to be so fun. All right, both those guys, 100% healthy. Who would you rather have slinging that football? I'm going to take Baker because I think he has a little bit more of an upside. Um, so I than... think I think Darnold has more upside, like a higher ceiling, but I think Baker's better. He's right more now. consistent, 100% yeah. more consistent. But, like, I feel like Baker's going to get to the point where he's, like, I'm sort of surprised it never happened in Cleveland, and it sort of did sometimes against the Steelers. But, like, he's going to get so tired of getting sacked that he's just going to start throwing the ball, like, right away. And he's just going to be like, okay, who cares? This one's getting picked or it's going to be, like, it's going out of bounds or it's getting picked. I don't really care. I'm just going to huck it down there. And he did get there a couple times with T.J. Watt running right into him. And so, I don't know. I just think he's a little bit like he's shown that he can sort of kind of occasionally be decent with bad players around him, but he's also shown he can be really, really bad with great players around him. So it's yeah, I mean, it's it's really weird what's going on with Baker. And it's really hard for me to sit here and kind of try and be nice to Baker Mayfield because like I just I still think he's terrible. Um, I don't like him, but you know that that could just be me. Not, he did not, have no like bias. he did have success. Real like it felt. I don't. I don't know if it, I still can't judge like the success <laughs> that he did have in Cleveland because most of his success it felt really early on, and it was because they were coming off of you know being the worst franchise. in His the success NFL for a was long not stretch. going zero and sixteen. Yeah. Whereas, like, like, once they actually put the pieces around him, like, they got Odell, and we know the chemistry just wasn't there with the two of them. They spent a lot of money on their tight end room, on offensive pieces, and they had a really good run game, and it just, like, really never put it together. I know he wasn't healthy last year, but it was still a big-time struggle for them. Last yeah. Year. Like, they didn't look good at all. And he, yeah, Baker's just a little bit too on the stubborn side for me sometimes, like, He's, he loves digging, like, he's digging a hole with a, a little sand shovel, and he wants to go grab a backhoe to dig himself deeper into that hole. Um, and so, but, like, I just want, like, I'm waiting for Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield to come out and make the first comment of this quarterback battle. Like, I feel I like mean, Darnold's what, more likely. Wonder who it's going to be. Darnold's yeah. more likely, I feel like, to just roll over and be like, yeah, okay. Like, He's going to be like, ah, it doesn't matter who the starter is. We just want to win football games. And Baker's going to be like, no, I have to start or I'm quitting. Yeah. I mean, these are both 2018 first-round picks. First be two bad. quarterbacks taken on their second teams. It's going to be so bad. I, I wonder if they even get along with each other. It's interesting. It's an interesting quarterback room for sure. Yeah. It's fun to see, like, as a Bears fan, pretty much exactly what the Bears did last year where they're just getting desperate and trading for – Whatever Anything. quarterbacks on the market, trying yeah. to acquire whoever, and uh, you know, it, it's like I'm here for it. Yeah, I don't have to deal with it, so I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, hey, 
So, leads into my next question. Where are you at on Mitch at this point in the offseason? Um, I've seen a lot more training videos of Kenny Pickett than I have of Mitch, which kind of concerns me. Oh, um, yeah, that didn't, that didn't answer my question. Where, where are you at on Mitch right now? Well, I'm... I'm trying to give you an analyze. No, I want a straight, I want a straightforward answer. I want I want to hear what I want to hear. I saw Mitch in an Instagram post. Looked kind of jacked. Yeah, yeah. He did. This is what, this is what I want to hear. He this did look kind of jacked, but like, I still so, don't. I still don't have that swag from him. I don't my, have. I don't have the moxie I want from him. I don't have that confidence. That I want from it now, so Mr. Trubisky, if you're listening, do you want to win me over? When those pads get thrown at you in training camp, just dummy those, dummy them, just truck stick them. Don't don't even try and avoid them. Truck stick them, and then just launch the ball down. I'll be like, that's a quarterback. Mitch looks a lot more like he's gonna get like he looks a lot more ready to take a bunch of hits. Over and over and over again than Kenny Pickett does. Yeah. So my thing is like if Kenny Pickett wasn't there, I know you would be like you would be at that point in the offseason where it's just like I'm in on Mitch. And that that's like it's, okay. it's here you go. I'm 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 frustrated a little bit that, that you're not okay. there yet. I was in Chicago, like I mentioned, well the Chicago land area for a wedding. And I went Went to a clear one of those uh, Dick Sporting Goods like warehouse clearance warehouse things. Um, went to one. I don't know if you've seen those on TikTok, but went to one of those, and I was a little bit disappointed that there were no Mitch Trubisky cl- jerseys on clearance anywhere um, in that store. Because if there were, why, why I would have bought them. Well, because like, who would have bought those in the last three years? You, you, don't, still in- you don't put Mitch on clearance. You don't put Bunny in the corner. Okay. All right. They're, you, they're you, still there's like, some things in- you don't do. You do that. I bought, um, I bought my Mitch jersey at full price. Everybody else better be doing the same damn thing. Yeah, no. I will not be buying a Mitch jersey at full price. That being said, last week at Taco Tuesday, I almost purchased a custom Kenny Pickett jersey. So You haven't bought your Kenny Pickett jersey yet? I thought no, you were going to get that. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for them to come out with like stitched ones. But oh, I they might still haven't just, come out with the stitched ones yet? No, I might just have to buy the stitched um, through the customization process. So, that being said, I I just want to win a football game. I don't really care who's throwing the football. I just want to win the game. And, like, I know that you want, like, I, I know I'm a Kenny Pickett guy. I'm really happy that they drafted him. I think his hands are looking pretty big right now. Um, I'm, I am a Kenny Pickett guy. He's got nice footwork. He's been working with a quarterback coach. I, I follow one of his um, quarterback coaches on Instagram, so I'm seeing the training videos every day when he's working with uh, Kenny Pickett. So I'm excited for this battle because I do honestly think that this is one of the more intriguing quarterback battles in the NFL, and I think that, like, like I feel like it's the opposite of where the um, Panthers are at with, like, they're probably going to get a bad quarterback. I feel like the Steelers, whoever they end up going with, they're kind of the same option right now. Like, I don't think one of them is going to win or lose more games than the other. 
Um, I think they're both going to fit pretty well with the way the offense works. I just think Mitch might be a little bit quicker right now with reading defenses. I think Kenny Pickett's better at reading defenses, but Mitch makes up his mind a little quicker than Pickett probably does. Because we know that Mitch Trubisky cannot read a defense. Yeah, I don't. I, you can't I, would, even argue. I, w- I would not argue a guy who has not yet played a single NFL snap is better at reading an NFL defense than a guy who's been in the league five years. I'm just, I'm just would not argue yeah, that. But he's point so if, bad. If no, he's he's elite, is what he is. But uh, anyway, I just want to win a football. I just want to okay. win football games. You put anyone out there, and I'm gonna root for him to win a football game. Okay, I want to see if I got the headline that you were talking about. If, we, if I got it this time, yeah. Is it Kyler Murray? No. Damn, that was okay. later. That was later. Um, okay, but I'm going to talk about Kyler Murray since I that, just mentioned him. That's Ky- fine. Kyler Murray signed, I, I, I believe, a five-year extension with the Cardinals, $230 million. He's making more in that contract than, he, than the entire Oakland A's roster, so he probably made the correct decision when he switched <laughs> to football. Just my opinion and there did you see the requirement in his contract like there's a it's a give and take sort of thing he has to watch four hours of film a week in order for you know the contract to be like not void that's not i think that's not the wording what what is it he needs to do four hours of independent study yeah a week which that, which is way better than that is way better than just saying you have to watch film. You have to I, I find that hours. very concerning. I find that very concerning it's that you have to put concerning. you have to put in like a Jamarcus Russell clause in your contract because I don't just even, someone if you're, you're guaranteeing one hundred and sixty million dollars yeah, to. I don't know if you remember this about Jamarcus Russell. They sent him a bunch of like bogus film, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, you watch this," and it was like probably just like the coach. Oh like, yeah having sex with his wife or something like that. It's like, and he's like, yeah, it was a great film. It was awesome. And it's just like, no, you would have said something yeah. if he actually watched the film. So you did. we, yeah. So that's, I'm, I'm very concerned that I just, that you had to put in a homework clause on your franchise quarterback. That's, that is a little bit weird. Um, this is more than likely a first, I would believe that a starting franchise quarterback has had to have, a clause that says you need to watch film. Whereas, I mean, what comes to mind for me when you say franchise quarterback is a guy like Peyton Manning, who was constantly watching film and like they had to drag him out of the facility because he was watching film so much before games. So like the fact that they're going to literally have to put him in a room and like lock the door so that he watches film is ridiculous. And how much, like, here's my first thought. Do you think he just, like, the first couple weeks, he just tries to play four hours of Madden against the team that they're going to play on Sunday? I don't think that would would come the first couple weeks. I think think that comes later. Like, I mean, uh, at some point, the first couple weeks, you're going to be motivated. And you're going to be like, yeah, I'll do this for sure. They just paid me all this money. But in, like, it's not even going to be the first couple of weeks. It's going to be in two weeks. He's going to be sick and tired of that. He's just going to be playing Madden. Because or... it's, it's so clearly something he has not done in the past because they had to include that in his contract. That's yeah. wild and to me. Another, I mean, another thing, like, 
I want to know more about what this is going to look like. You know the uh, the VR like software that the MLB teams use to train, where they can like have the pitchers. Um, they get like the batters can see the pitchers and have like their unique windups and everything. Like Notre Dame baseball uses to train um, to play Tennessee when they beat them. Like so, they got to see all this. Do you think they have that for the NFL like defenses where Kyler can just put like on a VR headset and throw himself into this? And I also can see him not throwing the ball and he's just gonna try and scramble and run right into the wall and he's gonna get a concussion from doing that too. I believe there's like a Kyler Murray commercial already where he has like a VR About headset. That? Yeah. So like. So yes. But I. I want to know if it's as, like, I don't know if it's as intricate where you can literally, like, take actual game footage and throw it in and get that same, like, reading the defense. Because that would be a way he could play video games. But I, lo- I love this four-hour thing. And I want to know what the process for, like, checking up on him is going to be yeah. and making sure he did it. Like, I... I, I... I sincerely hope it's just like a Jamarcus Russell thing where they send him bogus film. I hope it's something that they put. I hope they put like a keyword somewhere in the four hours that he has to find. And then he has to like go up to um, Cliff and be like, hey, this is the this week's code word. Can I play in the game on Sunday? And they'll be like, yes. You know, you know what? The the Cardinals just extended Cliff Kingsbury. They might want to include that in his contract as yeah. well next time because he's not Kyler, doing that. That's Kyler and Cliff thing. have to sit in a room together and yeah. watch their study buddies. Lim- limit your time looking at yourself in the mirror, Cliff, and figure out how to run an NFL. Also, kind of weird to me, not a good look for the NCAA if – Kyler Murray can't even watch football for four hours a week. How did he uh, do any homework while he was in college and pass any classes? Because, you know, I spent a lot more than four hours in college on my classes. So, like, that's crazy that he would have had time in college. And, like, this should be a breeze. Because I would have thought, you know, like... While in the NCAA, where they're student athletes and not just athletes, he definitely would have been doing way more than four hours of independent study. Well, he's probably just a naturally gifted student. He probably just Could doesn't be. need to put in the hours. He just knows knows his stuff. I mean, this is this is a guy who went to supremely top tier colleges in Texas A and M and Oklahoma. Yeah, SEC. So- I think A and M's actually not that bad educational. No, they actually are really good. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't make fun of them. But Oklahoma, like Oklahoma, you, you, yeah, that's that's more where I was trying to go with that one. Um, you, 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 yeah, yikes! Really need brains. I, I I work with two guys who went to Oklahoma. They're, I mean, they're they're dipshits. I kind of get what are. you're saying though, because like I do a podcast with this guy that went to Baylor, and it's just brutal. I dated a girl that went to Oklahoma. That's tough. It was tough. It was really tough, That's actually. Brutal. Yeah. Would, would not do it again. Would Zero out of ten, would not recommend. If a girl from Oklahoma literally looked at you, you would date her in a heartbeat right now. Any girl from Oklahoma? Like, if she was <laughs> – I'm telling you right now, if an attractive girl from Oklahoma was like, hey, oh, girl, you I'm did, going yeah, to you date. Yeah, you did not say attractive uh, to start with. Yeah. <laughs> okay, any girl, really. I mean <laughs> – 
Hey, I got something. You're getting desperate. I'm I'm really not desperate. I'm You're getting I, there. No, I don't think I am. I think I'm very far from desperate actually. Okay. I think I'm very I'm definitely lonely, that's for sure, but in a much different way. I don't know. Let's not get into let's not make this a Kellen <laughs> Getty therapy session right now. All right, we've done enough of that. All right, what was the what was the NFL headline that I should have mentioned before? Uh Tyreek Hill doubled down on his Tua take today. I think you mean like quadruple down. He's been go- he's been like, like running up the score on these Tua takes. This one's ah, this is just bad. Well, let's, just... let's hear what he said today because he said he said a lot in the past already. Well, he said that. Um, oh, who what was the other quarterback? I can't even remember the exact quote. It's probably Patrick Mahomes. No, it was Zach, he said Zach Wilson. It was Zach Wilson. He goes. He goes, yeah, Zach Wilson's a dog, but I'd much rather catch passes from the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. I mean, okay. Like, Zach, Zach Wilson's been getting too much love lately because yeah, we, all, we all know why. Like he's, we all think he's going to be so much better than he is. He's and still not good. Like, we not, all saw him last not, year. He was not, awful. But we're all buying in. And just this one was – this one to me is Wait, the, is, it's the most was, unnecessary one. Was, like – Percentage-wise, was he the most accurate quarterback? Did we look into this at all? Did we look up? The no, we did, I literally didn't at all. Okay, so let's just assume for a second, maybe for some crazy reason, and it's not that crazy because we'll just—he could have been. Uh, he was the most accurate statistical quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he, I still wouldn't consider him the most accurate because he doesn't throw the ball deep. He doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of arm strength. That's that's his big issue, is he's never had a very strong arm. And we we've seen them with those with the training camp videos that they put out. Him throwing like a, a streak to Tyreek, and he's under throwing him. That's not I. That's not a good sign right there. So yeah, I so, I love the I okay. love the support for his quarterback. That's good to see. But like let maybe just don't like maybe just don't All say right. anything for a little bit, right? Um. So, I don't subscribe, so I can't finish reading it, but according to Pro Football Focus, okay, the, the most accurate quarterback in 2021, minimum of 72 attempts, with an accuracy percentage, accuracy percentage I, I of 71.3, is Tua... Tongue of Aloha. Okay. I'm actually from actually, the Miami Dolphins. I actually thought you were gonna say Big Ben for a second. Now I, <laughs> now now that was short passes between one and nine yards. That's not um, much. So here we go. On short passes, the Alabama product went one twenty nine for one sixty nine for one thousand twenty five yards, seven touchdowns, and only two picks. His 78.0 short passing grade ranked eighth of the 37 quarterbacks who attempted at least 72 short passes in 2021. But his accuracy percentage was 71.3, which got him the number one spot. Number two was Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans at 71%. And then Joe Burrow was number three with an accuracy percentage of 69.3. So... It's yes. not like you're in elite territory, though, either. Like, so, yes. you He was the most accurate. Okay. Um, yes. But 
We'll give him like, that. My, but like, thing, my thing is... Bringing with, with, Zach Wilson into this is just low. Yeah, and, and, but also, like, like with Tyreek, it, it could work because that's a guy who, like, you just want to get the ball in his hands. You don't... It doesn't really matter where on the field. It, like, like, his route running is... It's not elite, but it's not bad or anything. It's it's pretty good actually, but it's not it's not great on like those short passing routes, which is kind of concerning. But as long as you have a quarterback who can get the ball in his hands, and he doesn't need to get the ball in his hands deep, like Tyree Kill is going to do damage. It's like watching Devin Hester with the ball in his hands. He's he's like yeah, and I electric mean, in space. If you look, he Tua is seventh in the NFL. If you go with um completion percentage last year yeah but he doesn't throw the ball deep he, like, minimum he of 14 passing <sighs> this is tough for me big ben is second to last <laughs> i re- i really thought like the way guess you who he's higher than guess who he's higher than who lamar jackson okay <laughs> i was gonna say please don't be justin Fields. <laughs> where was that i don't know did justin fields even have 14 passing attempts in enough games to even be on this list? Don't know. I I don't know that he is. I'm going to keep looking, but I don't know that Justin Fields even had enough tries just, to be on this list. Just, Justin Fields did not qualify under Matt Nagy's offensive scheme. That's great. That's I don't know that he though. did. Whatever. I um, might just be missing this, but I don't think there's a Chicago quarterback on this list. Well, I mean, they were they were playing that quarterback carousel last year big time. And man, Josh, any other NFL notes before we move into some other sports here? I did. Um, breaking news out of Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Their owner or GM, can't remember which one, one nice. of those two people said that their number one priority is ex- an extension for Joe Burrow. Okay. So, yeah. Congratulations. Round, round of applause for Cincinnati. Um, you figured out what your goal should be. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I think anyone in the world could have told you extend Joe Burrow. Great. Yeah, we watched Andy Dalton for a decade. We don't want to deal with that kind of situation again. Unbe- unbelievable. I love that that's even a headline. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, some, some of the stuff that they send out is... is Silly a lot of the time, but uh, it is that dead point in sport. That that dead point in sports. So it it is tough to get content out there, but we're doing it. We're, we're doing, doing it. a great job. Yeah, I'm just so like every website I go on, there's a different way to say who's the most accurate. I'm pretty sure if I keep going, I'm going to be able to find out that Big Ben was somehow the most accurate quarterback in the NFL in some obscure. He Big Ben was probably the most accurate quarterback in the NFL last year. Um, throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. There was a stat where it was like Mitch was like really accurate on passes to his right. I'm just saying. He's like also, oh, Big Ben's been in the news. Like it wouldn't be Steelers training camp starts in two days, and the storylines are all about Ben Roethlisberger. Um, so <laughs> I love it. And in he, the past, before that, that hasn't always been the best thing. No, it <laughs> hasn't. But guess what? Um, so. Big Ben says that <laughs> I just can't. I can't even, man. We've <laughs> it's he's retired, and the storyline going into Steelers training camp is that Big Ben is in really good shape. He he went on <laughs> he went on one of the radio shows <laughs> last week, and he um, told the story that that uh, 
His arm feels really, really good. He thinks he could probably still throw. So, See, Big Ben to the Steelers? <laughs> I I promise you, this is 99% of his retirement right now is him sitting on his couch by his phone, just waiting yes. for a phone call. He He's he's waiting. He's, he's there yeah. waiting, coach. All right? Okay. Give, give him the a other, call. Give him a holler. The other thing, apparently... And he kind of did his little thing. People are dragging him through the mud right now because he came out and he was like, um, yeah, I think that Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin were ready to move on from me after 2021 or 2020. But like Rooney really stepped up and was the reason that I stayed another year and gave me one more shot. But, like, he made, basically made it sound like Kevin Colbert was, like, telling him there's the door after they lost to the Browns in the playoffs. So that's tough. And then he went on to go and bash his teammates saying that, like, I agree with it. The game's become more about, like, the individual players and everything. And, like, when he came into the league, it was so much different. And they were a team and they were focused on winning. And now all people care about is themselves. Which, what? you know... You know he's just talking about Juju, A.B., and Chase Claypool in that, like... Le'Veon. And Le'Veon Bell, who... Yeah. I I was going to say, like, he he got got a tough draw with some of those teammates, so that's probably why he he said that. But, like, people have been dragging him through the mud. They're like, well, you made a, like, four-part documentary about your elbow surgery and released it on your YouTube. He did do that. Like, let's not forget, he he definitely did that. He did do that, but, like, at the end of the day, I do think Ben is one of the more, like, he's a team guy as much as you can be, but, like, you're stupid. Wait, are we doing the Thank You Ben episode again? It is the Thank You Ben episode, yeah. (laughs) Like, you're stupid to sit there as a Steelers fan, like, the media keeps doing this. Like, you're pretty dumb to sit there and just be, um, you know, like, bashing Big Ben because, yeah, he at least— no, I didn't write anything about him. I didn't think so. I just this happens so often. Yeah, I I know. I wasn't planning on even talking about him. Um and so like Yeah, no, I really didn't at all plan to talk about it. But like, yeah, he comes he gave us a lot and like he was good. He at least backed it up. I mean, like these other guys didn't really do too much. I mean, they they didn't even stick around. They didn't like us. So, I don't know. I'm here for it. Uh Big Ben back in the news again. Kind of unrelated, but related. Le'Veon Bell's fight with Adrian Peterson in the boxing match is now postponed. Because, I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, no, he he's focusing on his boxing career now. Um, he also said that he regrets the way he handled things in 2018 with the Steelers, which means that he said the Steelers were right. So that was a win for me. Um, no, but wow, that really sucks. It. His career yeah. plummeted after that. Okay, whatever, Kellen. You know, you don't have to. You know, you don't have to be like that. I'm no, no, I'm just. I'm just, I'm I'm say, I'm insulting Lavia. I'm not not you. Here. Good. Yeah. It's uh yeah, of course he regrets. That was like the dumbest thing. It it was it was just a supremely dumb thing an athlete has done. Like I I yeah. I, I haven't seen like a, a dumber holdout in a while. Like cuz the Steelers were like it's not like they weren't willing to sign him. It's just they weren't willing to sign him to like No, they were still going to make him the high they're still going to make him the highest uh paid receiver running back running back he wanted yeah. no yeah running back he wanted receiver money but they were gonna make yeah him. and it's just crazy because like like you saw james connor come in the next year right away and yeah do very it's well. tough it's really tough but i don't know i'm just 
Well, I got uh, I got some just... baseball news here. Yeah, we let's could, go into uh, the baseball could, news. We can move on to. We had the Hall of Fame induction. I don't remember every single player that made it, but I remember a couple of relevant Barry Bonds ones. make it? Barry Bonds did not make it, oh. uh, which is kind of it leads me to my point. With Minnie Minoso made it. I'm really happy about that uh, for the White Sox. Uh, but David Ortiz made it, which I, I love. I love Big Poppy. Yeah. But at that point, you just need to let in, like whether you like it or not, you need to let in all the steroid guys because David Ortiz is absolutely a steroid guy. He tested positive. I think he. I think he said like he didn't know he was taking PEDs, but he's taken them yeah. for a couple of years. And okay. He was punished for it with at least a fine. I don't know. I, I I believe he was suspended for a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't like a massive like the fifty game ones that they hand out or the half game season ones that they hand out. But he's definitely punished for it. No. And like <clears throat> tested positive and everything. So and also you like you already have Mike Piazza and Pudge Rodriguez in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like whether or not they were the biggest steroid guys is irrelevant to me like and, and i'm not pro steroids i'm not the pro steroid guy on this podcast josh is no they need a lot ever like i love it and this is my one of my favorite times of the year because we're going into like the nfl training camps and the mlb uh hall of fame and everything happens and then we get to talk about steroids again just legalize steroids just let them do the steroids if they want to do steroids let them do it. Well, okay, they don't no. have to, but let them into it, the Hall of Fame. It should definitely be what? a banned substance. It's <laughs> a part. It, is, it, it should is not a, be allowed. Come it out. is a part. You. It is a part. Like it's just like nil in the NCAA. It's gonna happen. You just need to find a way to regulate it and let it <laughs> let it be a thing. Nil and steroids are the same thing, and the the NCAA caught on. MLB, let us do steroids. Put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. The steroids era is the best era in sports. Just, so, I I just I don't I don't agree with that. Like in all of sports, what about what about like uh, I'm sure we could figure out some like '80s hockey. Wouldn't that be fun to watch? Yeah, oh, it was sick. Yeah, that's probably better than the steroid era, right? Yeah, but I actually like the dingers. Is sick. This is what a total role reversal right here. I'm saying 80s hockey. You're saying oh, baseball. hockey's way better than baseball, but I'm saying it's one of the better ones. But like with it's with the my... best era of baseball by far since the Black Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what grows the game? What grows the game? I still I still remember one time there was like a White Sox convention and a fan. I guess this is in 2019. A fan asked Rick Hahn, the GM. Hey, what are you going to do to commemorate the 1919 Black Sox scandal? <laughs> like, the 100-year anniversary. And I was like, uh, nothing. Of course, nothing. <laughs> this is the dumbest question I've ever heard. Uh, but anyways, what I want to happen is, if you're, if you're not going to let Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or Mark McGuire in, you should kick out. Pudge Rodriguez, Mike Piazza, and yes. Ortiz. Yes, you should. And I, I would, I would be one hundred percent fine with them saying, "Hey, we were wrong. These guys are actually not allowed in the Hall of Fame because they cheated." Like it's explicitly Take against those. What, stay with it. Whether or not you support steroids or not is like kind of irrelevant to me in this situation. 
I'm still it like very much re- pretty relevant to you a couple seconds ago, but whatever. Wait, wait, what did I say? You said whether I support steroids or not is irrelevant. No, like in, even though in it the, seemed pretty relevant. To no, you. whether or not someone else supports it is irrelevant. Like it, you should, or you should, like it should be black and white. Like it's either so you're, you're in or you're race not. into this. Brought it up plenty <laughs> of times already, my friend. Um, but like it, it, it's. I, I just get so frustrated when people are like, yeah, Barry Bonds, greatest baseball player of all time. Okay. Like stero- steroids. But Kellen. Like, the only, like the literally only thing... any argument you can make about him, I'll say steroids. It, okay. It doesn't matter. But. He had a lot do... of homers. Steroids. I know. But he like. Was really, he was the most feared hitter of his time. Steroids. steroids. Yeah. yeah, which is great. I love steroids. Now, um, if you're like completely pro steroids like you are. That's actually way more fine with me because, like, at least you're let like them do upfront that. about it. If they want to do it, let them do it. But here's the thing: I wouldn't, if it wasn't for steroids. Truthfully, I would not know when the MLB Hall of Fame inductions were. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta that, give steroids some credit. Actually, like, like way to stay relevant, baseball. <laughs> that that might be their way of just like. Keeping people talking about them. That I is, think you, I think you have one hundred percent cracked the case on this. <laughs> legitimately, it's the only reason I ever know what's happening. Like you could, you could set your clock to it when people get mad about MLB yeah. like Hall, Hall of Fame voting. You have like, you have like Darren Ravel starts tweeting about steroids. <laughs> oh, the Hall of Fame inductions yeah. must be coming. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's that's one hundred percent why yeah. Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame right now. You're welcome. So that we could talk about. It. <laughs> You're welcome. And so people talk about baseball. What, what a great point, right there. Really? Yeah. Trust yeah. that um, one. I got uh, I got some NBA news to talk about oh. here, real quick. I have MLB still. Oh, I'm not you done. have MLB. Let's I'm go. not done. Let's I'm go. not done. Um, what, what do you have to say about O'Neill Cruz? I don't have anything to say about. Oh, say about I, I, Cruz. I, I thought that. Okay. What, what no, he has not gotten traded yet. Um, what <laughs> he I has, do, He's a rookie. So. Actually, his value is probably Bob at an Nutting's all-time try, high right Bob now. Nutting's trying so hard to trade him. What I do Hopefully. have to say is the Mets are dead. Um, <laughs> per Frank the Tank, per sources, at Frank the Tank. And um, that one, like, 11-second clip of him screaming. Oh, my God. Is all you need to know that the Mets are dead. I, like, I love it because, I mean, I've seen his, I have his, t- I saw his TikTok he made, like, two days ago after the game. But, like. Him, he's, him he's yelling to no one. Him <laughs> recording himself and posting it is so entertaining. I never knew how badly I needed someone just videotaping him out in the wild and posting it. Like he it was so not doing better. that for the camera. He was <laughs> no. not doing that for the camera. It's just the middle of the game. This guy turns around and is just videotaping him, and he's in just like the ADA, like handicapped like seating and he's just leaning over the railing like squealing biting his shirt and shaking his arms the goddamn butter effing mets i hate them so much they always do this they always do this edwin diaz edwin diaz is the worst goddamn pitcher i've ever seen in my life it's just it was so it was so funny because you could barely hear any of the audio there were a couple parts where you could just hear him like when he really screamed but you just see him like convulsing up in the at the top of this section so that's my one thing is like watch out for the mets and 
Sorry, yes, can, can I just, I just want to make another Frank the Tank comment real quick. It's like when you see him, like videos of him and someone asks him like, oh, how do you feel about like the Devils or the Dolphins, yeah. like the teams that he loves, the Mets? Like he always loses his mind every single time. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, he's just like, it's too much. Like, is it for the camera? And then you see a video like that. He has no idea cameras on yeah. him. He's talking to no one. <laughs> he's just was... screaming to himself. I'm like, this is just him. And it was he's, unbelievable. He's the most pure sports fan that's you, ever been. You just I think. know, like, I would love, like, you know, he's just laying it. And I mean, I do the same thing to some extent. Like, I'll just be like walking down the steps. I'll be Tom Brady, like, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'll just get, I'll just get super mad and just start talking to myself about sports. But like. He probably wakes up in the middle of the night convulsing over the mess. <laughs> like, Pro- yeah. Like, it's, it's probably just, mostly what he thinks about all day. It's, it's the just the Mets. And, like, it's bad. It's kind of bad over in Metland. But, but, the Boston Red Sox. Oh, shoot. I had them. I did have them. They throttled Ooh. by the Blue Jays. 28-3. I thought it was like a million to three, actually. <laughs> it was no, it's, they, they had five. They had five. They had five runs. Five. So oh, my yeah, God. Credit, I think I, it was 27 to three, and then I think it ended like 28 to five, whatever. But, like, oh, my God, the Blue Jays. And in those three games, I haven't looked, but after that loss, the three games prior, the Red Sox were minus 47 <laughs> run differential. It's bad. Oh, my it, God. I like I I watched. But, uh, they're five and fifteen in the month yes. of July. They have a negative seventy six run differential on the month. That's it's, insane. It is. And, it's got to be up there with the worst run differentials in MLB history. And the best part for me, they played a game in Boston, lost like twenty eight to five. Nothing was thrown on the field. Wow. Wow. That's surprising. Has so, Boston gone soft? That's my question. Definitely. We've I think we've I think we've talked about this before. They've definitely gone soft. Like I, that's brutal. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even have a scumbag story come out of Boston. You didn't even throw a beer at a player? And I'm I'm thinking there's there's plenty of African American players on that team that probably like would have said something to the media by now had they heard yes. something that they usually hear from Boston. Yes. Fans. Boston so, has Boston's lost its sparkle. Not saying they that they should be being racist. No. I'm saying they should throw things. <laughs> they, I'm saying I'm saying they should throw things Callum brings in racist we, comments. We, but no, like, no, no. <laughs> we like we've said it. We've said it before. We'll say it again. We are an anti-racist podcast. Okay, but so. if you have to say it that's not a good it's thing. Not, it's not a good it's thing. It's not good if you should if you have to tell people what you're anti, Kellen. I, I understand. It's, they that. should just know. They no, should I, just know. Like, hey, those guys are totally unbiased sports. They're not racist. I understand that. But if you I start have... telling people, I like Kellen. If I tell you right now, I'm not a cop. What do you think? That's a cop. I'd say you're not a cop, man. No, just... no, no. You would be like, he's a cop for sure. So, so yes. Um, I agree. I should not have to say that, but, but you messed up. No, I haven't. I, <laughs> I, I say you, something. We were, we were and, talking about how it's embarrassing for Boston fans to have not thrown anything. And you're like, and they didn't make any racist comments. I, I'm surprised. I'm not, I'm ha- and 
So I'm, this is I'm where you go. I'm thrilled they haven't. This is where you go. Know. This is where you go. Yes. The problem is that you focus on what I say. Okay. Is that you Here's point what out you need to what do. I here, say. Here, let's <laughs> going back. Yeah. I'm Since, very me. I'm very sh- surprised that Boston fans didn't throw anything while they were losing 28 to five. I think they've kind of gone a little bit soft. You, I'm actually proud of the Boston no, wait, fans I, wait, let, because let me, they didn't make any racist remarks. Boom. Wait, you, okay, it's as simple here. as that. Start over. Let me talk. Let me talk. To <laughs> okay. The, I mean, the most surprising story here is the fact that the Red Sox managed to lose a game in Boston, like 28 to five, and they didn't even throw anything on the field. Like that's not even a story, which you, you never would have seen that. I think Boston fans have gone soft. I really do. Yes. <laughs> Crushed it. I got that one. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the dialogue that we need on this podcast. <laughs> see, you, you, okay. You see, okay. You see how much more boring our show is if I don't say <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> but but yeah, no. I I think it's I think it's hysterical because I was like, wait, they didn't they didn't throw anything like. Yeah, hey. I'm actually surprised to hear that they didn't throw anything. So did, did I, you see that? Did you see the inside the park home run in that game? Because that was the funniest play. Grand Slam? Yeah, the inside the park Grand Slam. That was the funniest play I've seen all year. Um, Because the way he he walked to the baseball after it went over his head. The most casual stroll I've ever seen anyone take. Oh, it's bad. As as boos are pouring down on the man, he says, let me take a casual walk to this baseball. So that that was really cool. I watched a highlight reel of, like, Boston's defense this year, and it's actually made me feel good about the White Sox. Like, one of the first the things... The White Sox are under 500 again, aren't they? Nope, they are 500 exactly, my okay. friend. So, <laughs> well, last, we, week you, last week you told me that they were going to win the World Series and they were playing the best baseball so, of the year. So, three days ago, I, I'm, I was on suicide watch. Today, I'm, I'm kind of back in. We're we're not full not on good. World Series no. mode, but AL Central, we're we're taking that ass for sure. I almost bought I almost bought a sweatshirt that was on the clearance rack at that store that said "Party Like It's 2005," because it might have been the saddest sweatshirt I've ever seen. Hey, <laughs> there's only, a whole gun. There only was seventeen entire, years ago. It's not even two decades ago. It's was, not even two decades. There was an entire rack of clothing on clearance. That said party like it's 2005. That's so sad. Well, it's on clearance, Josh. That's, okay. it prob- the design was probably I not want, great. I want to know when that shirt was originally made because that's just depressing. Like, You, you, know, it's, you know what's more depressing? You own it? Party, you own like it's, of- party like it's 1985. Like, my teams are not good. I am well aware of this, <laughs> Joshua. Okay. <laughs> But I, I was so close. It's, like it's, I kid you. The not. White Sox have actually been one of my better teams. Yeah, I, I kid you not. I actually almost bought that sweatshirt and was just gonna wear it every time we recorded. You should have. You should have. I would have loved that sweatshirt. It's so funny. Remember Party when you like, were a White Sox fan for like two months? Yeah, I actually recently like saw a, a picture. full summer. No, I actually saw a picture. I recently saw a picture of me in a White Sox jersey. I was like, oh hey, look at that. Yeah, yeah. You, you. I don't have anything against the White Sox. I just think it's such a pitiful shirt. It's such a a bad shirt. There's no reason for you to bring that up. I don't. (laughs) It was something that just happened to me. Yeah, other than to hurt my feelings, maybe. Well, you know what? If it wasn't for you, I would have seen that, and I wouldn't have even thought anything of it. But 
you yeah. cultured me enough in the White Sox that I was able to make fun of that. You know that they won in 2005. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I used to have a wristband that even said it. You got any other uh, MLB news here, Jack? No, that was really it. Um, yeah, we definitely didn't need to talk about that. That was very much relevant to what's happening in sports. Yeah. But you got some NHL news. No, no, I got I got NBA news. Sorry. I'm a, yeah. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll Sorry, Josh. I, I said NBA earlier before yeah, you, you said did. MLB, so I just got to keep the yeah, order no. of operations You just keep here. cutting me off. I mean, who even runs this podcast anymore? Well, we're co-hosts. We're equal partners. Mm-hmm. Feels pretty uneven, equal today. Hey, who does who? who's done most of the editing up to this point? Me. <laughs> just that's simply <laughs> not true. You, you've done it for one episode, and all of a sudden you think you're better than me. Well, I'm not doing it today. I'll I'll tell you what you, it, that that episode was, like fully edited and everything, and it still took me a day to put it out. <laughs> I li- yeah, I sent you an MP3. Right, it was all literally all I had to do was click like two things, and it would have been uploaded. It took me. A day I to sent do that. no like last week. I uploaded a video. I edited an entire video. I'm just so busy I these days. Extracted the audio from the video. I sent Kellen an MP3 file. I uploaded a video to YouTube, cut clips for TikTok. The MP3 it, was edited, right? Yes. Okay, thank God, because I did not check that. And yes, and it took We had Kellen, to edit some stuff out of there. And it took Kellen a day to post it. My, it's like 17 hours I on a full it on day. I YouTube before <laughs> you posted it. Yeah, as it should be, right? No. no? Oh, okay. Never mind. Then. My bad. That's on me. I'll, get, I'll be better next time. Next time you fully edit something for me, I'll be better. Is that going to be this episode? You're going to fully edit again? Well, I don't. There's it. <laughs> Unless you say something stupid, I'm not going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but anyways, let's get what? into the NBA here. <laughs> um, so, rumor has it that... <laughs> that the Celtics are looking to trade potentially for Kevin Durant and included in that trade package would probably be Jalen Brown, which is very interesting because SMH, the Celtics were in the NBA finals this last year and their biggest hole was probably a point guard. And they picked that up and Malcolm Brogdon, who's a really good fit for them. And the East is definitely tough. You're not guaranteed to repeat the success he had last year, but they definitely did. Uh, a good job adding to that, uh, to their current roster. And, um, I mean, Kevin Durant obviously improves that team. But also, but Kevin, Kevin won, Durant. Yeah, they beat Kevin Durant. And he's like one freak injury away from his career being over. And he's very And he has a history of freak injuries. Yes, he definitely does. So, so I think that's interesting. I also, like, don't think Boston has... And like you have Jalen Brown, but Brooklyn's also going to be asking for like four more first round picks on top of that. Yeah, Jalen Brown does not want to go to Brooklyn. No, and he I maybe mean, now distrusts Boston, so you might have just screwed that all up. Yeah, as, lo- as long as he's there by the time the season starts, I think it'll be fine because Boston can just say, "Oh, it's just rumors. It's just Woj being Woj," you know, his whole thing. Um, but if it's Woj tweeting it out, that means there's definitely. Uh, a lot of a lot of air to that, or whatever you say, water. I don't know. It it it's definitely uh, it holds water, right? Hold yeah, yeah. You can go with that. Yeah, 
There's so a it, <laughs> there's a lot of air to what he's saying. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not Rush good with that one. I'm you're not good really, with sayings at all. So that was really good, Colin. It's not not even close so to the worst good. thing that I've said. No, on no, that was so. Good. You're. But uh, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on like a Kevin Durant trade to Boston? I think that'd be interesting because feels weird. Boston hates him. Yeah, it feels him. very weird. I just don't. I feel like that's one he's gonna veto. He's gonna just like. I feel like he, that could very. That I feel like that could just turn into a situation where he just doesn't play, and he's like, oh, "No, he, I'm done." So he wants out because he wants to be on a championship team. Boston's a championship team. Yeah, but like, I don't think he's ready for the smoke. Well, Boston fans have gone soft. Boston, yeah, we, like we, Boston fans are soft. We we've seen it a couple times already, so they might not be that harsh on him, especially Maybe. when he misses half the season. I mean, he's when he's healthy, he's still a top three player in the league. He's that good. He's such a great scorer, and there's not yeah, really Yeah, but health is more valuable. Game. Health is definitely valuable, but, like, if you're a championship team and you're trading for Kevin Durant, you're betting on him being there during the playoffs. And he was there in the playoffs last year. It's just he didn't have a lot of help with him, and he actually didn't perform that well. So, ooh, maybe, hey, maybe he's uh, he's valleying right now. I don't know. He's uh, coming down from that peak for sure. He's not the best player we, we that got, he was before. Got, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would be. I think that would be very interesting. I still don't. I I am in the boat that I don't think he gets moved. I think the Nets. No, like what I, they I'm want in you. return for him is too much, and I don't think any team has those assets to trade for him. I'm with you. And it looks like uh, Donovan Mitchell's looking to get, or the Jazz are trying to trade him too, and they're asking for like a million first round picks because they got a million for Rudy Gobert. They're going to look for even more for Donovan Mitchell, and I think the Knicks are going to be the idiots to do that, which is going to be great. The Knicks will be Knicks just good enough to be it. a playoff team, but like if the and Knicks, Frank, the Knicks going to love it. Well, he, he's a Nets fan. Oh yeah, he is a Nets fan. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I saw him in Knicks jersey one though. That's he might have lost a bet, or maybe he liked a certain Knicks player. Whoa. But Mets are still definitely his number one team. Uh, let's jump into hockey here, Josh. Yeah. What do you have? Well, we got a absolute blockbuster of a trade. Um, yeah. I broke the news. Via ESPN last week on the podcast that Matthew Kuchuk wanted out and a trade would be done by the end of the week. And oh boy, did we get a trade. Matthew Kuchuk got traded from Calgary to Florida. And it was a mess of players, but the biggest player coming back was Jonathan Huberdeau. Is he good? He is very, very good. And he has been with Florida. And been a pretty key part of this. And it's kind of a slap in the face that they traded him to Calgary or traded him in general. And, oh, I just don't know. This is a tough move. Like, to me, Matthew Kachuk, and I hope I eat my word. I do like him. To me, Matthew Kachuk, maybe not. Maybe not better than Huberto. Um... Could be a little bit of, and I do think that Kachuk is a little more of a liability than Huberto is, because Kachuk loves flirting with that line. He had he's not really as dirty as like a Brad Marchand, but I could see him missing time due to suspension, sort of like Marchand does. He likes to flirt for the with the line. It's just a, it seems a, like a pretty risky thing. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's a win for Calgary because a guy that didn't want to play there's there. You get a really great player in return. Um, I still think like Florida is a better team than Calgary now because Calgary is just absolutely decimated. Um, 
but it also doesn't really make sense to me because then they gave him a massive contract. He got the bag. And what doesn't make sense to me is what was wrong with Florida was not their offense. It was their defense and goaltending. They were losing games like seven to six, which you just shouldn't be doing. And I don't think they fixed that. Like, I don't think Kachuk's a better defensive zone player than Huberdo is. Yes. So, you know, like my question, or I get, I don't even know if I'm going to end this with a question. But uh, so, like, Kachuk is he's he's a tougher player, right? Yes, certainly. And it seems like like Florida they won I think the Presidents Trophy last year. They had the best yes. record in the league. And they still were not even close to beating Tampa no. in that series. And, it, and maybe they've, like, hit kind of a wall here on, like, what the, their current roster can be. Do you yeah, think this I is, do. like, a shake-up move? And, like, it adds, like, toughness, like an element to the game that they just don't have I right think, now? Yeah, but I don't think toughness – like, I don't think they, – they didn't lose because they were getting bullied. They lost because they have no defense and no good goaltending. Like – you can tell when a team loses because they get bullied. It's pretty obvious. And this was not them losing to a team and just getting bullied by them. This was just they are not as good in the defensive zone. So it was kind of surprising to me that they would do this. But, like, I guess it, it fulfilled a need. I just don't th- – I think Huberdo kind of feels cheated by the Panthers organization. It's just kind of a tough – it's a tough look. And it will be really interesting, like, long term to see how this shakes out. And it kind of, like, I get it. It's tough playing in Calgary. But for Kachuk, like, you're telling me that you are betting on, like, the Florida Panthers to be better than the Flames long term? I mean, that's just difficult. That's difficult for me to see because I can't see that, like, if he, does, if he wants to win a cup, ah. <sighs> I don't know that the Panthers is where you want to go. I don't think you're really going to win a cup in Calgary either. But, like, signing an eight-year deal and playing out most of your uh, career in Florida, is that really going to get you to your ultimate goal of possibly winning a Stanley Cup? Like, And, again, I don't. he's not one of those players that you put there and you put him between two average players. He's not elevating them to the next level. You put him with star players, he's going to be very, very good. He's a very skilled player. But he's not skilled enough to where he's like, he's not your number one, like, offensive player who's going to bring anyone he plays with up, where you have, like, a Jonathan Taze making sod absolutely unreal for a run or Crosby turning Chris Kunitz into a Hall of Fame player. Like, that's just not the – that's not what he is. And so it kind of surprised me. But they – he wanted out of Calgary, and Florida was willing to do the deal. So I guess you can't really make too much. I mean, he got paid. Congrats to him. I like him, but I feel like a lot of this, like if he didn't have the last name Kachuk, I also really want to know if this would have happened. Like, I mean, I feel like that family name maybe has a little bit to do with the why people are willing to bet on him. But we'll see how that plays out. That's really my – that's my NHL news. Kellen, do you want to get into some questions? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so, got some here prepared for you this week. Um, my first one, I don't know if this is going to be a question again, uh, but I saw a video uh, on Twitter, I believe, and it was, it was a guy walking out of a bar, 
and as he's walking out, there's there's two girls. They're, sit, they're sitting at a table uh, right outside the entrance and, or exit. And um, as he's walking out, he throws up all over the ground. <laughs> and he then takes two steps and slips and falls in his own throw up. <laughs> and I was thinking that is easily the most embarrassing moment of that guy's life. Like, can't even be close. Is, do you think there's something freeing about knowing what the most embarrassing moment of your life is and having already experienced that? Because there's no, there's no way you can top that. You did. You threw up in public all over yourself, all over the ground, and then slipped and fell in that throw in front of two girls. Um, I mean, maybe a little bit, I guess, but like... Also, can you think of like... I can't even think of doing something more embarrassing than that. Like maybe... Living in Cleveland? I, w- I would say living in Cleveland is less embarrassing than that. I Being a Brown, believing in the Browns, also less embarrassing. Thinking Mitch Trubisky is going to be a stop, stop, definitely less embarrassing. You're crazy. The Chicago Bears. What are we doing here, Josh? <laughs> what are we doing? But a do, hockey team trading what, away all of their good players in their future. Do you, do you think? Do you think you've experienced your most embarrassing moment of your life, Josh? Yeah, it was and probably. If, if, if so, what was it? Probably starting a podcast with you. That cannot be true. You would not be doing this anymore. You you love this. Um, I, I don't know what the most embarrassing moment of my life is. That's fine. Nobody knows, but I know. So I know many. that guy's. No, it, that guy what, does know, but does, yeah, he might does. not remember it though. So there might he might not he, know. He definitely could have been like completely blackout and just. He he might no not even know. Do you ever like? Have you ever been like uh like no. completely gone and then no. like, you remember something that you that happened when you were like blackout like weeks later? No, because I don't drink. Okay. Cool. I responsibly I, drink I, if I do. That's never happened to me either. So no, okay. I do responsibly drink if I drink. All right, that's. Yeah. Uh, my next question for you is what new phrases are you too scared to say and why? Like, do you, like, do you ever hear like a cool phrase? You're like, oh, I want to say that sometime. But you're like, I don't know if I'm cool enough yet. Right? No. Well, um, yeah. I, it took me, it took me I so long anything. to say lit for the first time. Oh, no, no. I'll say anything. Here's how you, here, I have perfectly at work. I have completely embodied like, you know the parent that, like, the hip parent that tries to learn all the new slang and just uses it completely wrong? Yeah. I have started doing that and, like, making fun of that person. So I do it. I say all these things in such an ironic way. Like, I use cap all the time. Like, I'll literally, I'll be sitting at my desk and I'll say something and I'll be like, hey, can you send, can you send me over that file? Not even capping right now. And so like, the, the, the problem so, with that is, is like, I do that too, but it's like, you hit to the point, you get to the point where it's just like, you said this ironically and now you just, you just say it all the time now. No, but, but I mix like, it up. Like, so like, I say bruh, all this phrase. Bruh is bad. I me. say, dude, I've been saying all that jazz all the time. I've been like. Well, all that jazz and is jazz. Like that weird of a thing. But no, so like, I, I've embodied just saying like these hip things and like, I just say it so forcefully that people are like. I, I say these hip things 
Like I say, you, it you've be never fun. sounded older in your entire life. Oh, I know. It's so great. Like, it's so fun. It is just so fun just to like wait five seconds after you say something and be like, just straight up no cap. Well, okay. Let me. Let and me people tell you just look at you like you're so stupid. Let me tell you something. I've been holding in the tank for a couple weeks, and I said it today for the first time. I oh, said no. that's on period. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a laugh, and I was like, I'm saying that a lot more now. So See, it, it's the problem. It, and I just feel are, like they sound cringe. like they sound so weird. So you have to get to the point where when you say it, you're doing it like people know you're doing it to sound cringe and not doing it because you think it's cool. Yeah. And sure. if you period. can find if you can find that balance, no cap, like people are going to think that it's um, well, like you, you got to know. Throwing, that, I'm throwing up. They got to know that you're not man. even capping when you're saying that stuff. Stop. Like, uh. I, my back is sweating right now after hearing you talk right there. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's not period. Straight up, um, not even capping, homie. All right. Next question. Which person from history do you want to get in a fight with that you should, like, that would probably be frowned upon? Because there is a correct answer to this question. There's literally only one correct answer to this question. What's the correct answer? Helen Keller. <laughs> well, Helen Keller didn't exist, so... She existed. She's just a bullshitter, is what it, it's all a lie. Yeah, but I. Oh my god! I'd either I rock her or she stops lying and says, "Hey, I could see your hands." Well, probably nobody. People with eyes can't see these hands. That's the problem. Uh, but that's. Is there any better answer? Like any more? Not better, but more correct answer than that. Um, FDR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That would be pretty sure, screwed certainly up. Certainly not in his prime, but... That would be pretty screwed up when he was paralyzed. I mean, you could probably... Near, near the tail end of his career. Yeah. Sure. Um, let's see. Okay. My next question kind of story is... You remember when I had uh, my apartment was flooding from the yes. ceiling? Yeah. So now mold has started nice. to grow there, which is great. I hate living here. Yeah. Um, my question for you is, how can I get money from my apartment complex for this, or some kind of financial restitution? Um, you probably there's got to be one of those like law firms that has the commercials that are just like, have you or a loved one been diagnosed with X? They probably do like some, they probably do some sort of deal, or just like. You need to find that that law firm that advertises on the radio that says um, there's no fee unless you win, and just call them. You need like will, a better you need like a better call Saul sort of deal. And then I'm in like a fantasy. I'm in a fantasy football league with like four lawyers, so I could probably ask. Well, yeah, that. you put it. No, what you do, get the best player, and then you leverage a trade for that player for them to not even give you any legal fees. And then they uh, win the case for you, and then you get more money than you would have gotten if you won the league. Yeah, but is millions of dollars worth giving up Travis Kelsey for? I don't know. Yes. I don't know about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, it is. We'll see. Because you can get Travis Kelsey in another league. I don't know, man. Travis Kelsey's really good. It's like drafting we... a wide receiver at tight end, Josh. You know, we should make... Don't out. even say don't even say a fantasy football league because you will not participate in it. No. Okay. But it it's it gets worse. It gets worse. Great. We make a fantasy football league for the podcast, okay? 
eight team league. We each control four of the teams. <laughs> Lit. I'm Lit. actually like, I'm kind. Of, yeah, I would do that. I would do that. Like we'll we see. Do, like we do by a, week two. We're not paying attention because no. I'm gonna be in t- like at least two different leagues already, and so, I gotta okay, pay attention wait, to four wait. other teams on top no. of that. Okay, so we each draft, right? We draft four teams. Then, you give me your login information. I give you my login information. We change each other's passwords. Write them down. We don't touch it till the end of the season, and then we log in to see who won. Why? So that we don't log in and change. Yeah. Because then we don't log in and change it. So we just we draft Wait, you, four teams. Do you teams. not trust me? No, we draft. I don't trust you. We dr- we draft four teams Fair each. Enough. We draft four teams each, and one of our four teams is going to win, and we just set the lineups one time. This is the Josh Borger fantasy way. You set the lineups for the first week, then you get so wrapped up in the fact that your team's playing, you never set the lineups again. Doesn't matter with injuries, bye weeks, anything. We let it play out. We log in at the end of the season, and we see which team won. I'm down. That that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, Should we just we'll auto draft the four teams too? <laughs> What's the point in that? Then <laughs> I just don't want to do any work. There's literally fantasy, no bragging rights. You're already exhausted football. from this idea. <laughs> can, can you just, you came up with this whole idea and you're like, wait, you know what? Can I saying draft? it was a lot less work than so actually doing it. So let's draft. We each draft the first round, and then we auto draft. No. <laughs> Josh, the first round is okay, no. God, I gotta sit. There. Then I have to sit there the entire time and okay. pick for four different teams. I can barely pick for my own team. Yeah. Okay. Then we could just not do it. But that would be so funny to see who won. <laughs> All right. Either you're gonna have to do it like okay. some sort of time commitment here. That or would... we're not doing it. <laughs> how how hysterical would it be if we didn't eight team league? Do just the two of us. Do it. Do a sixteen team league. Just the two of us. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's a keepers league. The keeper league. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. What? That means we have to make sixteen ESPN accounts. No. Wait. Yes. Yes. Oh. We have to make. No, we're not doing this. I'm not making. I'm not making three new ESPN accounts. I'm out I'm, on this idea. I'm gonna have to make yeah. eight different emails for my. Yeah, we're gonna be league. drafting from all the <laughs> stupid. Yeah, How it, fun would that be, though? No, this quickly became your worst no, idea ever. That would be, that would be so fun. Who do you think would win? Me. No, I would win. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know because we're not doing this. <laughs> no, I think I think we should do that. We'll live stream it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll live stream it from my TikTok for all the people that will no. watch. We're actually going to, we'll just do it, like, we'll record it, and that'll be an episode of us just drafting. Okay, for yeah. For four when hours. When we're really out of ideas, we could do that for, for sure. Four, no, but that would be fun. We're already out of ideas, so this shouldn't be too much trouble. That would be fun. Um, I have one last question for you. What was that news headline that you read in the middle of the show that threw you off? Oh, I don't even remember. It's gone now. God damn, I thought um, it would have been weird. Oh, enough. or here's a better idea. 
we just join some random ESPN league and see, and we don't touch our players, and we just see which one of us ends up higher in the standings at the end of the year. That sounds like the easier version of what you just so said. So maybe we do that. Okay. I, we can maybe do that. I'll think about that. I'd consider that for sure. Um, or should we make one joint team and try and get kicked out of a league? Ooh, like how would we get kicked out? Like what, well, what like we, can, we can go like in the chat and stuff and just start talking trash about other teams. Yeah. Um, if we join, like we need to join one of those that's like clearly like, I don't know, if we join like a clearly a Packers fantasy football group and just talk crap about the Packers the entire time. Like we're in the draft room. We're like, I don't even want any Packers players because they're terrible and yeah. just try and get kicked out of a league. I'll look into that for sure. I'd love to get kicked out of a league. Like, maybe we should see how many weeks it takes to get kicked out of a league. Yeah, I think we could do it. Because I think, I think I'd think i be a lot more committed to a fantasy football league if it had a prize like getting kicked out versus winning. Now, is the goal, like, just to get kicked out? Or, like, you know, are we trying to do it in spectacular fashion? Because there's a lot of Both. easy things you could Okay. I mean, I okay. think we should just start bullying, like... I want them to hate us so much that they kick. Like we can just start dummying them in the league and just verbally abusing them, so yeah. we get kicked out. Well, we can, we got to have a good team if we want to, you know. We will. That's verbally. why you're going to draft, okay. and I'm going to say stupid stuff. Of course. There we go. Uh, that's all the questions I have for you. You want to jump into our? Segment? I have a question. Oh, I always, I keep forgetting to ask you. If you yeah, stuff. I know. You, you usually don't come prepared. Well, I did. Um. What does it feel like to see a once proud franchise turn straight gimmicky and candy ass? Let me guess which team of mine you're talking about. You're talking about one of my teams, I'm assuming. Yeah, I am. Oh. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the Bears. Yes. And the I helmets. love the jerseys and the helmets, by the way. They look really great together. Hate them. They look them. so good. The Bears are awful in orange. They look like a pop. So why why are we adding to the orange? It's because like the, the orange is not the primary color. It never should be the primary color. So I hate it. And uh it doesn't feel good for my team to no. be gimmicky. It's a it's a bad move. It's a bad helmet. Like I would I would have actually been fine if they like did an alternate helmet. But it ha- it would have to be something like different than it had to be something different than that but you can't really do something old because the bears have pretty much had the same helmet their entire franchise history yeah it's like it used to be a white c but other than that it's been exactly the same see but also if they just did the white c people would be like oh it's sick alternate helmets throw back the bears back yeah i would have loved that now they look like candy i I, i'm i'm not a fan of the of the new helmet at all so, but yeah, I thank just, you for I just at least letting know. me express that um, opinion. Yeah, I thought you would like that. Um, now that I've made fun of you for that, the Steelers are 100% going to release a candy ass helmet in the next week. What if they bring back the ball with the uniforms, though? I would love that. They dominated teams, they absolutely assaulted teams in those jerseys. Like, they go. ran them out of the stadium when they wore those. So, I'd love that. Um, I could see them bringing back, like, they had the, the throwback jerseys with the yellow helmet where James Harrison was just murdering people. I could see that, like, also being brought back. Those would look pretty sick, but I don't know. I just yeah. thought I love the Bears jerseys. I'm really looking forward to this for you. I think they look really, really good. Yeah, it's 
I think they look very, very good. Well, I'm, I'm such a fan of them. I'm glad to hear that. Josh, <laughs> who's your player of the week? Oh, my player of the week was going to be Kyler Murray, but we already talked about that. So um, my new player of the week is the fox that killed Martha Stewart's peacocks that are Instagram famous. So apparently Martha Stewart has peacocks that are famous on Instagram, and a fox came in and just murdered a bunch of them. And so then she posted on Instagram, like, how to get rid of foxes that are love eating peacocks. And it's a wild ride. I didn't really look into it, but, like, that fox doesn't even, like, I mean, does he know who he's messing with in Martha Stewart? Probably not. So I respect the move by him. Well, what, the hell are the, what the hell are the peacocks doing with all those feathers then? Because isn't that supposed to, like, scare off predators? I don't know. I'm a it's peacock. Be, like, you gotta really let me big fly. Intimidating. Yeah. Tough. <sighs> yeah, those peacocks the week, are Fox. losers then. Um, wow. I didn't even hear about that happening. But, yeah, nope. that's a good player of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my player of the week, I briefly mentioned it before, but it's Minnie Minoso. Uh, yep. Got inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame for the White Sox. Dude, really cool. Dude. I believe he's the first Cuban-born player to play for the White Sox. Yeah. And it's a uh, really like long, successful history of mm-hmm. Cuban-born players for that franchise. Like One of the few things the White Sox do correctly is uh, you know, sign those international guys out of Cuba. Uh, so he's, he was the pioneer of that, and it's really good he's getting noticed. And he a, he was a damn good player too. He played in like, I think like five different decades. Um, like he, they brought him back for like a single game in like the eighties, and he's it's just been long overdue for him. So it's good to see him get that recognition. Okay, and that's my player of the week. I like that. Um, let's go with coach of the week. My coach of the week is none other than Heinz Ward. Named the head coach of the San Antonio XFL team for the upcoming year. Ooh. So, so yeah. are you are you a San Antonio fan now? Yes. Okay. So, are the Dallas Renegades not a thing anymore? No. Okay. I'll I'll join I'll join San Antonio with you. Heinz Ward. As long as long as Chicago oh. doesn't have a team. I don't think they do. I found the whole list and then I promptly lost it. Well, so. There you go. We're not going to report on much XFL on this show, anyways, like, guys. So don't I worry. just saw. I only like. I wouldn't know if it wasn't Heinz Ward. That was the smartest move that they did was get Heinz Ward in there, um, because, you know, then you you know people in Pittsburgh are going to tune in, literally, just because of Heinz Ward. But yeah. would you like me to go through the eight cities and their coaches for you, Kellen? Why not? Arlington. Head coach, Bob Stoops. Oh, I I am out on that team. <laughs> I am not a Houston. Bob Stoops guy. Head coach, Wade Phillips. Ooh, that's interesting. I like that. Las former, Vegas. Former Cowboys coach. Right? Yeah. Las Vegas. Head coach, Rod Woodson. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Orlando. Head coach, Terrell Buckley. First head coach I haven't heard of. I don't know who that guy is. San Antonio head coach, Heinz Ward. He's smiling in his picture, too. He's got a great smile. Shocker. Seattle. Jim Hazlitt. Okay. Interesting. St. Louis, you got a football team back, baby. There we go. Anthony Becht is your head coach. Don't know who that is. Yep. Washington, D.C. Your head coach is Reggie Barlow. 
And no, that no. is that is it. Now, my okay. next question related to these is if you were to put the, we don't know who's on the teams, but out of these cities, two of them have NFL teams. Well, I yeah, Houston or Washington bad in it. Houston or Washington, which which of those two teams do you think that the XFL team could beat the NFL team in? More realistically, like it's I know the NFL is way better, so it's probably not going to happen. But which of the two teams do you think and why is Washington, D.C. going to play in a better stadium than the NFL team? That's tough. Uh, Definitely Houston, although, you know, Lovey is the head coach there in Houston. So I don't know about that. But I, I would love to see a Brock Osweiler return to that Houston team because Lord knows he's not playing any actual football right now. And former NFL quarterback, he would definitely make it in that league. Yeah, and maybe. he beat the Bears when they wore their orange. So hopefully, he's, one of the teams he sees he's orange. beaten the Bears thrice, actually. So yep. that's fun. Three and zero against the Bears, making his debut. <laughs> we said it before. Made his debut for three different teams. Every time it was against the Bears, and every time he beat the Bears, and that. <laughs> You're trying to like throw out these questions to embarrass me. Like, oh, I yeah. How about had... the O five White Sox? How about the Bears candy no. ass helmets? The only. Uh, the how only about one. the Bears Kellen... losing to Brock Osweiler? Three okay, times. Kellen, the only one that I actually came in prepared for was the candy ass helmets. That's the yeah. only one that I actually prepared for. The other ones, I just remembered that I saw those yeah. White Sox. Shirts. You think I can like, feel shame? Like after after the Bears have done that three times to me you think <laughs> i feel so any funny. sort of shame yeah you do, no. you do. <laughs> all the time constantly and relentlessly i, do. <laughs> I know for a fact you do. <laughs> That's why this is but so not funny. all it's not always about sports it's about literally everything else in my life but like i said this is not a kellen getty therapy session guys no. i can get into that uh let's see i got my coach of the week my coach of the week is that guy who walked up to Dylan Brooks at a McDonald's and told him he needs to pass the basketball more. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> it is <laughs> just to walk up. Dylan Brooks laughed, so he's a good sport about it. But to walk up to a professional athlete and tell him how to do his job better is an all-time I love great it. move. I absolutely love it. Like athletes absolutely despise when reporters do that. Yeah. Imagine like random random fans walking up to them on the streets. They probably do that all the time, and. You know, Dylan Brooks is a champ for taking that, but <laughs> also it has to it's, piss him the hell off. That's too. so funny. I love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go with fan base of the week here, Josh. Yeah, my fan base of the week, um, it's all together, like, I guess, football fans because training camps are starting this week. But more specifically, it is a single fan, that Bills fan. That looks nothing like Josh Allen that dressed up in full uniform in a Josh Allen jersey to go to training camp. Um, just like to go watch it. He's wearing an Wait, entire... Wait, did he wear like, like the pants and everything too? Yes, the pants, the cleats, the jersey, like <laughs> to go watch. Holding a helmet, like to go watch. And just, I love it. Like, it's I, so fun when this happens. Those fans are the best. The fan, I, fans that dress in full uniform and fans that wear whistles on their heads yes. are the best. In the back, like my favorite. That's on thing, the, Josh. That's on period. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no cap. My favorite thing. <laughs> my favorite thing though, is like you know, in the back of all of these people's heads, they're like, maybe if I like show up to training camp, and like, they a ball like rolls at my feet and I make a really sick pass, they're gonna just ask me to keep going. 
they, and like they already be in pads. They all have a little bit of the gang from It's Always yeah. Sunny in their heads. They yeah. always think like if I just show like I'll, I'm gonna make like if I'm in full equipment, they're gonna just probably put me on the team eventually. Now, oh, Josh, how old did this fan look? That's the real thing. old. Old. Like, like older than thirty. Yeah. Older than forty. Like around forty. Probably around forty. Yeah, that's funny then. That and you just, and the best part is like you know he's like maybe they'll just think I'm a player. And then where's a Josh Allen jersey? Did wait, did he have pads too? Yes. 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 Yeah. Like that man's perfect. I, he's a perfect I man. Mean, I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. I it's just football is so back. There's literally nothing okay, he might be older than he he's older than forty. Um, let me, <laughs> no, the older he is, the better. Honestly, I'm going to text you his picture, Kellen, and it is literally like the he has the hand warmer around his waist too. Like it is one no. of the greatest things ever. Like you know he is just ready. Oh, this guy is. <laughs> he, has, he has the armband on. <laughs> he's got the playbook he's got on his the... arm and everything. Oh, he's he's got gloves. He's yeah, like that's it's insane for the people watching. This is insane. A, a, a do rag. He's wearing a do rag. Yes, <laughs> he's ready to go. He wants to be in the game. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he he is perfect. He's a perfect man, and I would love to be friends with him. I it's love the it. best. It's the best part of training camp is those God, fans. I love those fans so much. That like that, that that's the one thing that like. Barstool goes heavy on like a lot of fan bases and eventually ruins it for me. Like LSU, they ruined LSU for me. Yeah, that's the one thing they can't taint that. Like no, no. matter how much they go in on that, and it's not okay. I'm I didn't mean to say that like I'm an anti Barstool guy. It's just they make jokes like real old, real fast. Well, yeah, they do and now because they have so many people that make. It's not the guys at the top that kill the jokes. Yeah, it's it's, the, uh... it's just annoying. Like it's just. They all think they're funny, and they're all just that one. The funny. guy that broke the Zach Wilson news is definitely the worst one. Yeah, he murders God. every joke. That guy, God, one two minutes. It's just so like you can't. They can't let me enjoy anything anymore. That's no. the problem. Um, but anyways, my my uh, my fan base of the week once again, sadly, is not the mob. It's anyone but the mob because Paulie. From Goodfellas passed away. I had to. I had to give you this one. I was. I was gonna take it from you, but yeah, is like Ray Liotta like three weeks ago. What's happening here? I, I. I swear, if they take Joe Pesci from us, that's gonna be that because he's getting old too. That's gonna be. Right. That's gonna be a tough day. So um, yeah, Paulie and Ray Liotta, tough, tough for us. Um, yeah, great movie. I'm gonna rewatch Goodfellas again tonight because of that. So, at least it gave me an excuse to watch it. That's cool. Do you need an excuse to watch it? Joe Pesci's on his way out. No cap. Yeah, he, I mean, he he looked old in The Irishman. He looked really yeah. old in that. So, give me tough. That's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Josh, tweet of the week, and we'll call the show. Yeah. So my tweet of the week comes from former NHL tough guy John Scott when. He weighed in with his thoughts on the whole Calgary situation, and he went just – Leafs fans just can't get out of it because nothing's even happening in Toronto right now, and by nothing, I mean, like, nothing, like, I don't know. 
There's stuff happening, like the goaltending situations in shambles. But anyway, John Scott comes out of nowhere just to take a shot at Leafs fans. He goes, Leafs fans, I hope you're watching this, this Calgary situation and you realize that it's a glimpse into your future. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, John Scott's keeping it real on Twitter. So that's my tweet of the week just because, you know, it is. It, it really is. The future of Toronto is exactly what we just saw in Calgary where you just had two great players and they're shipped off, except for Toronto has like seven great players and they're all going to get shipped off. So, yeah, John Scott. At least Toronto is a big enough market where they could uh, rebuild a little bit quicker. But, I mean. Um, do you want to go back really and look sad. at when the last time the Flames were actually, or the Leafs were actually competitive and tell me again that they can rebuild quickly? I, no, I don't. Because <laughs> I, so I, I do like On, on paper. I like On paper, it should be a good argument, yes. but it's just not. Yes. It just doesn't <laughs> yes. add up. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right about that for sure. Uh, let's see. I got a tweet of the week here. I got a couple. Um, it's all from the same general thing. Uh, but first one comes from Draymond Green. Yesterday at 7.03, the time matters on this, Josh, so pay attention. At 7.03 yep. p.m., Draymond Green tweet, tweets out, I'm watching the 98 Bulls versus Utah in the finals. I can't help but notice our 2017 team would have beat would have beaten these Bulls by a dub, and these Jazz by 40 if they're going to play in these it, 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 play these brands of basketball. And that's why it's dumb to compare errors. Two minutes later, Draymond Green tweets out: "Learn to appreciate things for what they are, analyze the game, and stop unnecessary debating." Yours truly, the new media. <laughs> I mean, oh, the, I love this. The dude has one of the quickest cases of dementia I've ever seen yeah. in my entire I life. I love, I love I, that though. I, I, I can't. I'm not like I'm a Bulls fan. I'm not angry about that whatsoever. I just appreciate who Draymond Green is as a person. Yeah. And then to add on to it, Kevin Durant quote tweets and says, "I can't tell you what the results would be." But I know that Steve Kerr would have demanded that we put Steve Kerr in as many pick and rolls as possible, which just means <laughs> Steve Kerr. Like Steve Kerr would have easily recognized he's the worst defender on that team by far. Yeah, I, I, I think that's just a funny add-on. Um, and I do have one other like uh, segment of tweets of the week here. This is uh, unrelated to what I just said before, but it's um, it's a lot of different tweets from a lot of different years. And they're all Texas football tweets, so I'm sure oh, we'll get no. a kick out of this. So, oh, no. first one, this is from November of 2011. Remember this tweet? Case McCoy will win a national championship before he leaves Texas. Next one comes from December of 2013. Tyrone Swoops will win a national championship with Texas, no doubt. The next tweet comes from September of 2015. Gerard Hurd will lead the Longhorns to a national championship in two years. The next one comes from <laughs> September of 2016. Shane Bouchelle is going to lead Texas to a national championship during one of his four years. I guarantee it. Hashtag hook him. The next tweet comes from October of 2017. Sam Ellinger is the next national championship winning quarterback for Texas. Heisman and a national championship his junior year calling it. And this last tweet comes from August of this year. Nope, not this year, because August hasn't happened yet this year. Last year, Quinn Ewers will win a national championship at the University of Texas. 
Hashtag hook him. Certainly, um, that has to be the one that's correct, right? It's going to be yes. Quinn Ewers. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's it was said with such conviction. The the problem is, like we've seen a lot of those tweets already. We're going to see it from at least twenty different accounts. Not 20, yeah, like what? millions of different accounts for Arch Manning. So oh, many. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. So, get ready for that. Buckle up. Texas is back, baby. Texas, Texas is back. Texas is so back. I'm so yeah. excited. I love it. And that's fun. But, yeah. That's the show. We'll yeah. see y'all next week. Stay on bias this week. Have a great weekend. Monday. <laughs>